Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we about to go in. What's going on, Josh? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm chilling, man. I'm like mad sleepy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's gray. It's very yeah, uh, it's cozy. Yeah, it's, it's an overcast day. It's like rainy. Uh, very, and very rainy. And, and yeah, I got like my hoodie on and shit. I just feel like mad cozy. Like as soon as we're done this podcast. I'm gonna I'm like to curl back up like a cat <laughs> into a fucking crazy cat nap. But yeah, I'm listening, I'm, besides, besides that, that, you know, I'm chilling. Yeah, we actually have some like pretty important stuff to the, like. We have an important thing to talk about. We got our film, Another Word for Paradise, got nominated for best music documentary at the Hip Hop Film Festival. Yes, we did. Yes, we fucking uh. did. Imagine that shit. You know what I mean? Hey, man. You know, <laughs> it, it's really a humbling thing and like honoring, like to get like very, I feel very, you know, very honored to be like our first film and like we've gotten into a few, a few film festivals and now we're nominated mm-hmm. at one of them for best music documentary. Like, that's really, yeah. you know, that, that feels really good and, and lets us know like maybe we're doing what we should be doing. Yeah. It, it definitely, um, when I, when we finished the film, and I started applying for festivals. That whole process, it was something I absolutely had never done before. Um, it was like learning about it and shit. And I don't know, man, that whole process, uh, it felt like other cool things that I've, uh, this whole film thing feel, feels like other cool things that I've like invested myself into, like learning to DJ or learning to mm-hmm be an MC or like when I first started music writing it gave me like an excitement like oh shit this is like the unknown and I'm discovering stuff so it, it this whole process has been a crazy learning process but it's also it's been exciting just to be you know 40 and adding new things to your like resume and to mm-hmm. your tool belt just like learning new shit is like the the key uh, point of interest or like excitement for me. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, just like last year at this time, you know, we were just, I can't even say finishing touches because we were finishing touches two weeks, two days before the, uh, the first episode <laughs> was put up on YouTube. So I can't yeah. say finishing touches at this time last year, but we were doing like, you know, starting the finishing, you know, the, the, the road to the finish last year around this time. And, you know, just in a year, like what I've learned um, using the editing software and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, light years ahead of at there that I am now. Yeah. And, you know, that's why, like, you know, we're confident, way more confident, like on the next project, you know, one of our next projects, well, like both of them technically, but like the one uh, documentary style we're working on now is like, we're confident enough to be like, we'll write co-direct edit and do it all ourselves now. Like, you know what exactly. I mean? On the, on the last project, obviously, and shout out to Sid, who was our director and, and all the whole crew that, that worked on the project. Um, so much love to them. Cause they were so amazing. Um, and you know, now it's like that, that gave us the confidence to be like, all right, we'll do the whole thing ourselves next time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, um, this morning I was thinking about, uh, the next documentary piece that we're currently working on and just um, just thinking about audio, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like imagining different scenes and how we can like mic up, you know, the players and, and maybe get like a, a, a recording of like the room while, you know, certain things are happening. It just I was just thinking from like an audio aspect shit that I hadn't even considered yeah. when we when we worked on the first one. You know yeah, what I like, mean? I, I think about stuff um obviously when you're editing you like you know, I have all the fucking footage in front of me. Mm-hmm. And like we got so much coverage 
on the original that on the another word for paradise we got so much coverage those guys did so did so much shooting it was yeah. amazing we also had never done like a documentary before like i go now and go like oh if we were interviewing i wouldn't even have us in frame in this interview now i wouldn't i would have us out of frame in the interview right, right. you know what i mean like oh i would have shot that like i would have placed us differently but like we insisted on being you know like oh we think we'll do it this way. like you know what i mean there's so mm-hmm. much things you learn and go like oh now that i know more and now that i think about it i'm like let's have it like framed a little differently let's you know i want this shot for that like mm-hmm. you know on the thing that we're working on i was we were already talking about like b b roll that like i'm like oh we dope if we get this information shoot it this way and like we can cut to that and, like and, and like i'm already editing in my head before we even started to shoot anything i'm yeah. already seeing shots how i want them com- uh um composed and shit like that like yeah it's definitely it's one of those things like once you do it once, then you go, okay, now this is what I want for this one, and then this yeah. is what I want for that. You know, it's a continuously growing uh, situation. Yeah, continuously growing, and we'll learn from the next one. We'll yeah. fuck up certain shit on the next one. Yeah, And absolutely. then the third one, we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting uh, to be learning this shit. Shout out to, uh, you know, everybody who's seen the film, folks who've, like, shown us love on social yes, media absolutely. and IRL and shit. It's yeah, it's it's cool to be doing this kind of shit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also shout out to Raj. He just dropped a new book, World Travel Word Travelers. Yeah, yeah. Um that just dropped, so go check that out. It, it's out there at your local bookstore. It's on, you know, that major company's uh website that you can order from. They ain't giving us no bread, so I ain't giving them no name. <laughs> and um that modest yeah. bookstore yeah that, that owns yeah. the world now yeah exactly um yeah but it's out there word travelers um uh, really dope to early reader series like seven plus so you know go check that out um and you know he was a he's a huge part of our documentary and he's a good 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 friend yeah raj um, is fucking is fucking brilliant yo like yes i'm always in awe at uh how brilliant he is creatively, but also how kind he is as a human being. You know what I mean? He's, he's a fucking beautiful dude. He's a gem, man. He's a pure gem dog. Yeah. Um, he's family. Like I love him like a brother, man. He's he's amazing. I love him. And I'm so proud of, so happy for like everything he's doing too. Like it's awesome. Also our homie from fucking high school got an award. I don't remember what film festival it was, but he has a, a film in, in a bunch of film festivals called, um, uh i can't remember the name of it i'm sorry uh but the homie kamal shout out to the homie kamal um you know first scene of the wire now he's winning you know what i mean film festivals as a writer director yo like brilliant beautiful. dude that we've known since our fucking preteen years yes you yes. know what i'm saying kamal i kamal i don't think kamal went to elwood i know he went to uh he went to wilson mm-hmm. so i've known kamal like mad fucking long yeah. And um yeah, just seeing him I always t- whenever I talk about the wire, I always tell people like, yo, my homie, the, the first, first thing scene, I do too. <laughs> the first scene of episode one, I grew up with that dude. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? You know what? And I think it's partially because like, hey, we're so proud of him. Like, you know what I mean? It was yeah, such an it's awesome a cool thing. Fucking thing. And it's also like it's it gives us a connection to the wire that like, you know, only other people who have people who in it have like you yeah. know what i mean he a um, philly boy too yeah to be in yeah. that shit that very very much uh baltimore you know what i yeah. mean story yeah. yeah like and then to see him still doing his thing we used to give him shit when he was a kid like oh bro you you in plays bro are you doing this not talking shit being kids but yeah it's it's fucking beautiful to see him uh doing his passion you know yes. teaching other younger actors i believe he does you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. yeah it's it's ill it's ill to see it everybody is is doing their fucking thing and yeah it's it's cool to be like around that shit yes absolutely yeah i mean you know they you know what they always say like you know if you can't change the people around you is it wasn't that isn't that uh what's that famous basketball coach from ucla oh uh wooden 
John. Yeah, Wooden. yeah. John Wooden. Uh, don't if you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. And shit. you know, <laughs> like shit. It, it, in reality, the the idea that like, hey man, if you surround yourself with like creative and you know what I mean, smart people. Like you, you know, that shit rubs off on you. You know yeah. what I mean? And like the more you're around people that, cause you're, the more you're around people who are inspiring and want to do dope shit, like you'll be wanting to be doing dope shit. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and you gotta, you gotta keep a couple hoodlums around. Oh, yeah. Just in yeah, case, yeah, yeah. in case shit get thick. It's like a balance, yeah. a balance keep a of energy. Live wires that spark when they need to, but yeah. you know 100%. what I mean? Gotta keep a shooter on the team, dog. <laughs> gotta keep a shooter on the team. And I mean, you, camera shooting. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Films, <laughs> films. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I guess we can get into the uh, the news for this week. Um, speaking of documentaries and shit, um, Kanye is getting a Netflix doc. Yeah, is it? It's like a series, or is it a a, a full length? I'm film? not sure. I've only I like I saw the trailer, um, and I didn't I didn't peep if it was like a like a a limited series or just like a documentary. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting timing. Why so? Because of all the negativity surrounding Kanye. Yeah. Like two years ago probably would have been the better time to drop this documentary. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if it's been sitting around that time, but yeah. before all the you know slavery the MAGA was a hat choice shit. and all of that. Yeah, the slavery was a choice shit. Like it would have been wild. I I don't know if this is just like the chaos energy in me. Dog, imagine if he would have went on TMZ, said slavery was a choice, and they dropped this shit like the next Friday after that. Yeah, I mean, imagine. Or, yeah, see, and that's the thing. It's like, or drop it like when the controversy's happening because, like, then you're yeah. getting free pub. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I am interested to check it out because, like, there seems to be a lot of, like, the earlier stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? A lot of the footage is of, like, the early rock shit. And mm-hmm. the stuff when he's like with like Chappelle and fucking uh Yasin and Talib, like a lot of that early stuff around common a lot, all that kind of shit. So yeah. I'm like really interested to see that stuff. Um the more recent Kanye, I don't really care. So but I'm uh, but I'm interested to see what like what they're gonna do with it. Um yeah. I just was like, wow, this is like a little weird. In just the sense of like, there's so much negativity surrounding the name Kanye at this one, especially after mm-hmm. like Donda didn't do what everybody thought. Like, yeah, he didn't I, I mean, like, deliver on the music really. In in my no. mind, no, I mean, like, I mean, as anyone talking about Donda, just what three weeks after it came out, not even I don't think it's been a month since it's been out. Maybe yeah. at the most a month, like. And no one's really talking about it. None of the songs are like burning. It's not like. You know, Drake shit ain't really got to burn either, but like, I'm too sexy. I'm hearing that shit. Yeah. (laughs) That's everywhere. I don't know where I went, but this is always uh, like the the arbiter, so to speak, of Mm -hmm. like, you know, a record and how it's doing, hearing it in the neighborhood in cars. I came home from somewhere and like cars were passing me, blasting that shit. A couple joints. You know what I mean? So. I ain't hear no none of this Donda shit, no, none of it, no, no, and that's and that's so like you said like that's for for me it's a barometer right like I you know if I'm watching TikTok videos or I'm watching you know you uh, IG stories or some shit like I'm seeing I'm too sexy or what's the other joint that he has there's like one other Drake song that really is is popping mm-hmm. off that album in that kind of arena and. You know, Donda ain't <laughs> Donda ain't jumping like that, and no. so I, I hear that fucking depressing, <laughs> half gospel, half evil shit. Like, <laughs> niggas not fucking with that shit though. I don't care nah. when none of y'all niggas, y'all yay loving niggas. You know, I love yay in a very specific way. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I love yay as a human and as a black man, and I hope he do well. But niggas not fucking with this shit, nah. Nah. I, and. You know, I guess the devil was the op. You know, line <laughs> didn't didn't burn up the charts the way they thought it was gonna burn up the charts, man. Right, right. I'm interested um, in this this doc. It's uh, it's called Genius, um, spelled in a real goofy phonetic way. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully, cause yay. You know, 
Ye has always been uh, somebody who you can tell uh, appreciates and wants to exploit, quote unquote, uh, the visual medium. Yeah. So like, like we saw footage of uh, Ye in the studio a lot more than most cats early yeah. on. You know what I mean? Like there's that video when they're doing uh, crack music and they got, it's like him and like John Bryan probably and, and like the orchestra and shit mm-hmm. is playing. And then um, with Jesus Walks where he did like the multiple videos, he was early on that shit, like doing multiple videos for one song, but they're all different different takes of yeah. that visual medium. So there's probably a lot of like cool archival footage of Ye. I could see that just being around, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and him doing shit. So I, yeah, like you said, I would be interested in seeing that shit, especially the older stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, who knows? I'm Ye, you know, regardless of like Ye would have to be on some R. Kelly shit for me to like be like, oh no, nah, I'm not watching this yeah. shit. But him him being like a dumb smart guy or a smart dumb guy or however you want to phrase that shit and saying fucked up things. I'm going to still watch the fucking documentary. on yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the fucking yeah. Netflix series or whatever this is. I'm still going to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Hey, you know, we've reviewed like, you know, a series before rap series before, you know, if Netflix wants to slide us like a screener. Like, you know what I mean? They did with yeah, Supervillain on Showtime. You know what 100%. I mean? Like, come on. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do let it. it. Slide us that. Let's have Ye on the fucking podcast and, and talk yeah. about it. He not going yeah. he not gonna do me like he did Sway though. He was like <laughs> he was like How time? up his sway. How yeah. time? It's, yeah, we we not doing that shit. But if you wanna come on and have a respectful conversation, you know yeah. what I mean? That we we can and we do can that. Talk about how you talk about bringing polo back when you know Philly ain't never been off of it, fam. Like we was rocking pink polo, like in the '93 era. So uh, niggas really, <laughs> I threw on a we we getting off off subject, but <laughs> I threw this on Twitter. It was an article about like uh, urban youth black kids, um, yeah, embracing like the prep look. And like the polo and the button ups and shit, and I do I clipped it. I you know I be in the archives and shit. I clipped yeah. it out and threw it up on Twitter and was talking about that shit. Dog, the article was from like ninety one, ninety ninety one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, and then even you know, and the cats that were older than us was on that Ralph wave and all of that mm-hmm. shit. So you know, we Philly Philly was on that shit. You know, yeah. all respect to New York and like the low lifes and all of that shit. We're not going to act like Philly wasn't when, on that Ralph shit neither. Yeah. In the nah, 80s. Nah. Got to respect. And it that. definitely wasn't yay later. Like yay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it I was wasn't I yay was in wearing 2002. <laughs> exactly. I was wearing polo before yay came out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like definitely. I remember when Kanye came out, and motherfuckers was like, "Oh, he he on that Ralph shit and all of that shit." I was like, "Dog, Philly people been doing that, whatever." Pink Polo's been a a Philly summer staple, dog, forever. Hundred percent. That's that's a tangent, but you know, <laughs> I let niggas know for real. Um, so apparently, I don't know if this has been official, official yet, like official tissue. It looked like it, but that's seeing... what it looks like. Yeah. So the there. A vi- apparent uh, verses released like the next verses, and it was like silhouettes. And from the two silhouettes, it looks like it's KRS <laughs> versus Kane. Yeah, yeah. Like the one I silhouette think they guy did like announce the... it. Okay, yeah, yeah I wasn't sure if they completely announced it. Yeah, I don't, wasn't yeah. sure if they completely announced it or not. Um, but yeah, man, like I'm like all the way in. This shit is gonna be crazy, and yeah. like you know. You and I are very much uh, 90s kids. Yes. But being 90s kids, having, uh, you know, our teenage years were smack in the middle of the mid-90s and shit, we know Kane and KRS, all of that yes. 80s shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, this, this shit is going to be crazy. I don't know how it's going to play out versus... I, I feel like every time a versus is announced, P 
people start going, and I used to do this shit too. People start going like, oh, well, this person has so many hits, and that person ain't have as many hits, so that's how it's going to play out. Uh, this shit play out the energy of the night. Yeah. How, however, however you carry yourself and, and present your songs, that's how it goes. So, because Dipset, you know, had a lot of poppier songs than the mm-hmm. locks. But they carried the shit different on the night yeah. of, and it and they swayed they swayed people. So KRS, Kane is Kane is a fucking magnetic performer. KRS, I do not say this lightly. I don't just throw this shit out. KRS is a fucking god on stage, dog. And yeah, and you, Kane, you've told me for a long time he's one of the best live performers you've ever seen. He's he's neck and neck with De La Soul to me. I've been to a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. He's neck and neck with De La Soul, and I saw him and De La Soul on the same night. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And they both were like insane. Karis won when he started doing, and this was this was years ago. This was like '98 when I saw Karis won. He started doing like South Bronx. And fucking uh, the bridge is over and shit. Dog, I can already see in my head like him performing that and like South Bronx, South South, uh, like that whole like that shit going. If they do it at this, I don't know if they're gonna do it like at Madison Square Garden again or not. Like whatever, mm-hmm. but like I can just see the whole fucking place just going crazy. Yeah, dog. Karis One. Okay, so I saw Karis One at the Electric Factory. It was packed in that bitch. It was Karis mm-hmm. One, De La Soul, and a million other people. It was like Helter Skelter, fucking Eminem opened up, which shows you, yeah, you know, where we were at. Yeah. <laughs> what time it was. Eminem, Karis One, The Roots were there. Common. 97? 98. 98. I, was, so, I figured 97, 98, somewhere around it was, that time. It was right before um, I Just Don't Give a Fuck was out. It was right before My Name Is Blew Up. So uh, okay. niggas ain't even know Eminem like that. And it was a, a million people play like Cash Money, DJ. It was crazy. KRS-One, the Electric Factory is like 2,500 uh, people capacity. Mm-hmm. It was packed in that bitch. KRS-One, the whole, he was doing like uh, South Bronx and niggas was jumping up in the air. Yes. So it, it looked like, you ever see like when the wind, uh, goes across like a lake and the water is like yeah, yeah. ripples <laughs> the water is rippling it was that but you know damn near 3000 people just and I'm like yeah. in the middle of this shit KRS is is out of control on stage so Kane you know who knows it it'll be the night of you know we going to see how it plays out KRS is is a tough motherfucking cookie on on any live uh, yeah. In any live context, like Scuba Scrap still with us? And bring Scuba Scrap out? <laughs> they gonna come out flip it? Yo, you ever see this shit? Um, it was uh, they did like the hip hop honors. They were honoring Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it was Black Thought, Common, and fucking uh, Ti all doing yes. like Kane's verse. Dog, with with Black Thought came out. <laughs> <laughs> and was doing like set it off, and they had the niggas in the back dancing like Scuba Scrap. That shit was crazy. <laughs> that shit was absolutely. That's, that's why I'm excited. Like, I prefer Kane to KRS. I love KRS though, but I prefer yeah. Kane to KRS. Absolutely. Um, and, but like, I'm just I'm excited for it because I just think it's like you know it's gonna be dope and it's gonna be, um, you know it it'll be such a celebration of these these artists and that's my one of my favorite aspects of like this whole versus thing it's like the celebration that we get to enjoy watching mm-hmm. these dudes like you know watching these folks make you know perform their music and and like you know we've talked about multiple times it allows me to see see these artists when sometimes i don't necessarily want to be in attendance at events i get to see them now perform in, in my crib like and it's, yeah. it's dope and i love the communal experience like mm-hmm I don't know how much how much young folks are going to be in on this one. Right. <laughs> I feel like Gen Z is going to sit this one out. Yes. But this is one for us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like 35 and up on Twitter. Yeah. This is this is for <laughs> us older millennials 
and Gen X. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. This, this is our night to shine. Yes. Your brother is probably going to be locked the fuck in. I, yo. You reminded me, because I just thought of him. You reminded me. Uh, shout out to my brother. I got to uh, hit him up and see what he what he think about this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, when I saw that, I was like, when I saw the original, because it is announced. I just checked on uh, on Versus IG six hours ago. They put up like the official tissue mm-hmm. flyer, and it's like, I think it's October 17th, Saturday, October 17th. So... Yeah, man. Like I, when I saw the the out, I was like, "Ooh, that would be that would be dope." Yeah, you know what I mean. That would be real dope. I know KRS said at one point he wanted Nas, him versus Nas. Yeah, and I was like, "I love KRS and everything." You know, I've been critical of Nas, but I don't know if he can run with Nas. Like Nas, that's the thing because generationally. Nas, that's, might, I Nas think, might smoke you. Yeah, and I and I I also recognize the fact that like Nas is like our you know what I mean our generation yeah. type thing like so like firmly yeah so it's definitely gonna be very much more skewed for our generation to be like yo Nas like you know what mm-hmm. I mean and like your brother's generation to be like fucking KRS you KRS, know what I mean yeah. so uh, when we was in school I mean to cut you off when we no, was no, in no. school I remember kids. That um that's, that's so crazy because like niggas if you if you listen to niggas that are like thirty five and up or forty how they talk they loved the old school they loved the ninety they love all hip hop you know except for the new shit though I distinctly remember kids in our school that didn't like Rakim mm-hmm. didn't like Kane they be like oh man that's old shit eighties that's old school so yeah it's it's yeah it's it's definitely generational bias. I would have loved to see Kane versus Rakim and KRS yes, versus LL. Yeah, I think that I actually like that. You know, me and you talked about LL being he's a one of the few who can like he has like a run like he had because he has such a run for mm-hmm. like 20 years Man. that he'll beat he, you up in multiple eras. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, you know. L can do 80 shit and then he can run into fucking hate lover and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like he can run into all his like mid to even late nineties type shit. You know what yeah. I mean? What would KRS one do if LL did fucking, uh, lounging or fucking, uh, what's the shit? Uh, doing it and doing it and doing it. Well, like, what, I, like what's KRS going to do with that? The latest thing he probably could rock is <laughs> step into a world. Yeah. And then, like, throw the Puffy remix out there, too, because fuck it. You know what I mean? Dog, uh, niggas was so bad with KRS Let Puff do that fucking remix. Yo. But my only great with that was, like, he's essentially talking about Puff's songs on that song. Yeah. And it was like, fuck it, get Puff on a remix. It was weird. I feel like Puff, um, is very much self-aware, was very much self-aware in that era of how the underground, quote-unquote, perceived him and were, like, yeah. throwing shots at him. Yeah, I think Puff, like, on some, like, slick fuck y'all shit was like, oh, I'll link with my man KRS and do this shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Do this remake. I always, I always felt like Puff did that on, like, a, a slight to the people who we're not fucking with him in that era. Just that's just my theory. I don't know, you know. I would ask Puff about it if I ever met him. Hey, yo, why yeah, you do that KRS shit? I don't think Puff thinks of himself the same way, like especially at that time, um, hip hop heads thought of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think he thought of himself as, you know, n- not on the same level as uh, KRS in the sense of like rapper and shit like that, but like in the sense yeah. of like I am like as much hip hop as KRS is hip hop yeah. type thing, and. So many folks from our era, and I was a product of this too, especially at that time of just being like, "Man, fuck Puff and like that pop shit." Blah 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 blah. Yep. So, um, like I I I think you're completely right. I think he was like, "I'm gonna do this shit with Puff. I'm gonna do this shit with KRS." And what is folks gonna say then? What you gonna do? Yeah, you know um, what I mean. Puffs, and we we kind of getting off uh subject, but whatever. Puffs pedigree on some hip hop shit was impeccable yeah you know later they started doing like the fucking uh like the godzilla shit with like 
the nigga from Led Zeppelin. They were doing like goofy shit. Uh, you know what I mean? Like Bad Boy was doing goofy shit, you know, after a while. But like Puffy being a dude who was like, I don't know if Puffy's actually from Uptown. He might be from Mount uh, Vernon. I don't know if y'all consider Mount Vernon Uptown. I don't know New York like that. So apologies if if you listen and you like, nah, nigga, Mount Vernon is Uptown. Money earning Mount know. Vernon. You know what I'm saying? Puff being connected with like that Harlem movement, you know what I'm saying? Discovering the locks, discovering quote unquote big. His hip hop credentials was was very official. Oh yeah. And he made a million records. He so that's the thing too when thinking of like verses. People were trying to like play Puffy to the left or like play him light like oh, you know, he don't make beats and and all of this other shit. Dog. If you in a verses with Puff and Puff start raining down them records, big total. <laughs> fucking Carl Thomas, fucking Supercat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Puff start raining down them not only records that were number 1 hits on the charts, but like the Supercat record that was like number 1 in the street and yeah. in the community. It's not too many people, no disrespect to any other producer, it's not too many people who can fuck with him. Let him come on with that fake patois too. <laughs> that was the word. Uh, somebody, somebody on Twitter, I guess, was like a younger person mm-hmm. who had never heard that shit and saw the video. They <laughs> they put a clip of the video up where Puff comes and knock knock knock. Niggas was like, "Yo, what was Puff on? He used to rap like this." And you know all the people our age is like, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's how that's how we first met him. That's how he came out. You know what I mean? It, it's he would be hard to fuck with in this I was, in this format. I was sitting here thinking about it as you were talking, and I'm like, Dre. He Puff said that when Jermaine Dupree was like, "Oh, I want to battle uh, Puff." Puff was like, "Fuck out of here! I want Dre." <laughs> yeah, like. Dre, maybe Pharrell, like the Neptunes, like maybe that works because they had because they had so many just huge mm-hmm. hits. And then generationally, yes, we came up on that. Like as much as we were in our backpack mode, mm-hmm. we still, you know, grew up essentially on like those bad boy records. Gen Z and like the younger millennials. They gonna gravitate to Neptunes every time. Absolutely. If it, yeah. it against against any of these like '90s quote unquote '90s yeah. producers because of the recency and it's you know it's that's the music of their youth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I yeah, and, and man, it's hard because like like you said, man, Puff, so many hits, dog. Like mm-hmm. so many hits, and so and and late too, like. He throwing the fucking Danny the King John or yeah yeah you know what I mean? What was that other group that he was in uh, with the Angels or whatever? Like that, like yeah. he had a couple hits from that one. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's he's got in a, a, a run, man. Just a, just a long, long, long run. Yeah. So I need a girl and shit. Like he he got two thousand shits too. <clears throat> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, we ain't go in nowhere. Mm-hmm. We ain't like that's. The early two yeah. thousand, so you niggas know what was I mean? trying to front on that too. I remember when that shit came out. Niggas was trying to, man, don't fuck with no puff. That <laughs> shit, it was too hard. It was yeah. too hard. Absolutely, puff is a, is a, is a weird case, man, because he is such like when he first comes out, everybody's like, yeah, he's the greatest. And he was he was so associated with hip hop and like big. No one thought big was pop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And no one was talking about big as a pop artist. Yeah. And then, like, then when the shiny suit thing came in, that's when all that shit changed. But, yeah. yo, I, I, I'm super excited for this this battle though. Kane and and and, um, and KRS, KRS is gonna be fucking man. amazing, man. Yeah. If K- if Kane come out with Scoob and Scrap, niggas start flipping and shit <laughs> and doing the shit where my man slide up under my other man and he start yeah. doing the routine. This shit it might be crazy. It hey, might be crazy. Listen, man. I, like yo, Kane is. I've seen Kane perform recently. I mean, it was a few mm-hmm. years ago, but I've seen him perform recently, like on like a clip or something. And yeah. he still got all that. You know yeah. what I mean? He still oh, got all that. I didn't go uh, that year, but um, in Philly, 
Uh, we have a festival for folks who, who aren't from here. We have a summer festival called Adunde, mm-hmm. and it's the longest running. I think it was founded in 1975 and is still going. It's the largest and longest running African cultural festival in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And Kane was performing one night. And like in recent years, they always get like a classic hip hop artist. Like I think they had Nice and Smooth. I think they had Brand Nubian one year. I know they had Slick Rick. And Kane performed one year. Dog, niggas, like the homies who were like in our social media feed was there. Niggas said he was like flipping on stage and shit. Yeah. <laughs> niggas was like tweeting like, yo, Kane like hitting somersaults and shit on stage at a dude day. And this was like not five years ago. Yeah, like I, like I said, like it was probably like three or four years ago I saw a video of him performing, and he was still hitting the steps. And, yeah. and like, you know, in the breaks of the song, he was still dancing and shit. So I was like... Killing it. If he still got it like that, like it... Like you said, so much of this becomes the energy of the night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if Kane comes out with the right energy, whether he has the, the length of hits to run with KRS or not, He's got the he's gonna have like the performance that like yeah. <clears throat> charisma. Yeah, like that KRS like he's gonna have to compete with. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I'm excited for it. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Um talking about another show, a Super Bowl halftime show was announced and it is hip hop heavy. How about that? Is West this Coast like a rock nation heavy? thing? Is yeah, right. Yeah, Jay, like I guess Jay-Z it's Rock Nation or whatever. Jay Z's the one who like is their who's their coordinator for the Super Bowl halftime show. Yo, he really <laughs> he I hope like parlay himself into being like the booker for the, <laughs> for the fucking Super Bowl. That's that's so crazy to me. I I it's weird. I and it was I think it was one of those things when it was like, oh, we have like a really like we're getting negative perception because of like the kneeling and all that. So like, mm-hmm. hey, let's you know what I mean? We'll get uh Jay Z to fucking make our halftime shows from now on. Like Yeah. Yeah. So but it's a crazy lineup. Essentially it's Dre, um, Snoop, um, Kendrick <laughs> Lamar, and Mary J. Blige. And I'm sure there's yeah. gonna be and Eminem. And so like and Eminem, sh- yeah. I'm sure, you know, fucking around, we might get an exhibit an exhibit sighting, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're right, right, right. <laughs> like, who knows? I, it's the first time, and even though I love The weekend and he was the performer last year, I, you know, I don't care that much. Like, I I, I, I yeah. love The weekend's music, but it's like, I, I didn't really need to watch him perform. Yeah. Um, it was cool. It was cool and interesting visually, yes, but I wasn't. exactly. It yeah. was whatever for me, yeah. This, I was like... I'll make sure I'll be able to watch this. You know, this shit's gonna be crazy. This shit is gonna be crazy. I'm really interested to see who comes out. I know they're probably gonna do like Still Dre. They're probably gonna do Ain't Nothing Mm -hmm. But a G Thing, or you know, they're gonna do that kind of stuff for Dre and Snoop. Um, You know, and I could take or leave, but like they'll probably do like the fun stuff of like you know, forget about Dre, like that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, I'm always down to see Mary perform, so. Mary being there is great. Kendrick is going to bring crazy energy. We saw Kendrick. Um, me and Liz went um, and saw him at the Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. He's like a stadium rapper now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He was like controlling that whole shit, which, you know, not not everybody can do that. No, it takes You know what I'm saying? He's That motherfucker had, like, they was like, they had like ninjas and shit, lowering him like from the fucking uh from the rafters and shit. They was like sword fighting while he was uh rapping, and the um the background screen was like a Shaw Brothers movie, but it was like Kendrick movie. It was it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. So yeah, Kendrick is going to bring the heat. My what I'm really looking forward to, and I'm be mad as shit if they don't do this. If they do next episode in that fucking arena, yes, that shit is gonna be great. Hold up, wait, mm-hmm. like that shit is gonna be crazy, mm-hmm. absolutely be so crazy. We don't play, dog. Come out to that, like, come out to that. That Had whole set, orchestra that whole, plan. I'll be like, man, you know what? We could just watch a concert for the rest of it. We don't even gotta play a second <laughs> half. You know what I mean? Because right. like you think about that, and then have Kendrick come out and go, "We gonna be all right." 
Mm-hmm. We, like the the whole fucking stadium's gonna be like yeah. vibrating, man. If y'all motherfuckers, you know, I know the NFL are don't have like the most like. I don't even say it this way. The NFL has a lot of racist fucking fans. Yes, I was about absolutely. to say, oh, not the most liberal. Nah, fuck that. The <laughs> NFL has racist fucking fans. If y'all niggas go to the Super Bowl and waste the energy by not turning up to this shit. And I got issues with Dre because Dre, Dre is on some bullshit. Dre fucking assaulted D Barnes, mm-hmm. fully acknowledging all of that shit. Y'all motherfuckers go and like Kendrick's out there rocking and y'all not rocking with him. You fucking wasted the crowd, wasted yeah. everybody's time. Yeah, what I, the I fuck think you want Maroon Five or some shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. And, and I think that's really smart on the behalf of just being like, well, hip hop is the best selling music in the world. Like, literally, the world hip hop outsells every other form of music. The only other form of music that even, excuse me, that beats hip hop in any type of way is like country, and that's on like CD. Mm-hmm. Hip hop gets more streams than everything else. Gets more, you know, digital downloads. All that shit. Like hip hop runs the world musically, mm-hmm. and it's only smart to be like, yeah, you know what we shouldn't do is run out the fucking Rolling Stones who are like eighty. <laughs> you know what Not I mean? Like, old. all respect to the Rolling Stones. They have had millions of hits, and I like some of their stuff. Like, but you know, they're a hundred years old, man. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's if. Like it's the it's the thing that uh, baseball has run into is like they have a really hard time like getting younger people to pay attention to the sport. Yeah, and yeah. a large part of that is because like <clears throat> you know people who are eighty who've covered baseball want baseball to be the same way it was sixty years ago. Right. Right. And you know that's part of the problem. So like when you embrace like younger audiences, you know that's what you'll get. Some like you'll get more people to be engaged like listen there's gonna be people and the super bowl always has this the super bowl is always watched by people who don't give a shit about football anyway but like people will be tuning into the halftime show who don't give a fuck about the game simply because like oh dre snoop kendrick and mary is there and eminem like so you have such a cross section of like people you know what i mean it's gonna it's gonna pull people in i I, i'm really excited for it and i'm not really like i never give a crap about the halftime show but i'm i'm excited for this one because i think it could be really great yeah yeah this shit uh it has and, and dre musically um his music has like that epic quality to it mm-hmm. so yeah. you know we're gonna he see makes, he makes great sounding music whether you're like i like all of dre's stuff or not um, like I didn't like that Compton project that much, mm-hmm. but I mean sonically it's unparalleled. Like sonically, yeah. his music is great, and so like that's gonna carry in in open. And I, I think LA is actually dome, so like it's gonna sound great in that or in that space. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever see um, the Super Bowl joint where it was like Aerosmith? And they brought out Liz always uh, played his joint on YouTube because she like grew up on NSYNC. But it's like Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears. Aerosmith was like the you know like the uh, uh, the headliners. Yes, but they yeah, yeah. <laughs> they brought out fucking uh, NSYNC came out, Britney Spears, Mary J, and Nelly. <laughs> such utter, a weird mashup dog like utter nonsense such <laughs> utter fucking mashup. nonsense yo yeah, i'm gonna bring you all out we're gonna sing living on a prayer that's a embarrassment yeah. song right living that's, on a prayer and like i guess nah, that's out fucking, there like uh, that's bon jovi is that bon jovi i'm 100 percent. i'm like 90 percent niggas don't fuck with errol smith or listen bon there's jovi. there's holes in our knowledge we uh, you know we acknowledge that <laughs> i said Dog, I said we gonna move on from this. I um, <laughs> I posted. Uh, I said something like on Facebook. I was like, "Yo, imagine hell, but it's like nothing but Aerosmith playing all day." <laughs> Dog, niggas are so mad at me. This <laughs> like, is in my comments. Like, you get the fuck out of here. Like, we love Aerosmith. I I never, mm-mm, not even once. I'm trying to like. They did have. They had a song where like Alicia Silverstone was in the video. That joint was alright, but it, like uh, I oh, wanna eh, probably da, yeah, da, yeah yeah maybe I, that one. Um, but I when 
I first got introduced to Aerosmith through Run DMC. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's who I found out. Because my mom's not an Aerosmith fan, so it wasn't like she even would have, like, listened Playing to them. Playing them and shit, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I found them through... Uh, and I thought they were like, oh, look, like, Run DMC's working with this new rock band. <laughs> like, I didn't know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, like, I did... It took me for years to know that that was an, actually an Aerosmith song. Their I didn't song, even yeah. know that. Yeah. I feel like... um, Because that was my introduction to Aerosmith too. But I think MTV, when I was a little kid watching that video, MTV might have broke it down. Mm-hmm. You know how they yeah. used to do like Aerosmith and collaborated with Run DMC. Like yeah. I knew that as a kid, but I didn't know nothing about no motherfucking Aerosmith. <laughs> it was literally because they had a song with Run DMC. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, I I literally I remember it going like, oh, they're working with this new band called Aerosmith, not realizing <laughs> like Aeros- yeah, Aerosmith's been around for like twelve years. Right, dog. So, that, that video is hilarious to me because they're one. What practice space does like has Aerosmith <laughs> on one side, but also fucking Run DMC on the other side? <laughs> but Steven Tyler takes uh, the microphone stand yeah. and breaks through the wall. Listen, and they start singing, and then they both start singing together. <laughs> if your if your recording studio's walls are thin enough that a mic stand can break through them, right. fam, get a better studio. Yeah, <laughs> like, you gotta get your money back, yo. Yeah, that's that's not good enough, yo. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> dude, I really think like thinking about it now. I'm just like, wow, like I really, I had no idea. Like I, I really didn't know that like, they were yeah. like a band for the '70s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a uh, uh, that's such a wild mashup, man. Fucking Aerosmith, In Sync, Nelly, like, you yeah, Nelly. Like, where did that come from? You know what I mean? Like, oh, dude, did you see? And this is really off topic, but did you see? Like, you know, like the big thing right now is for like McDonald's will have like some YouTuber or Twitch star or like a K-pop band or something, uh, like have their own meals. Like, you mm-hmm. know, fries and other Burger King's trying the same thing, but they have one for Nelly that is not a using Nelly's name. Like they're using his like, you know, government name, like his government name. I saw that commercial <laughs> and I was just like, in 2021, <laughs> y'all reached out to Nelly. Nelly's like, your guy. <laughs> like, you know, all love the Nelly. Yeah, Nelly no is doubt. Like a super solid dude. It seems he fucking, um, Started a real dope uh, music school in St. Louis. Like, oh, that's I, awesome! You man. know, no folks that like work there and shit. So yeah, Nelly's Nelly's an official dude, but it's it's weird to see him. Maybe he's like a legacy act now, so you can get I him get, in. And that, commercials my and biggest shit. thing was why do it in his government name? Like, if you're gonna do it and sell it on Nelly, yeah, do a fucking Nelly thing, or call it like the St. Lunatic Pack. You know what I yeah. mean? And like. Country something. grammar pack or some shit. Yeah, oh, country grammar like that's perfect. Have like, like some southern fried chicken. I don't know if, if I don't know what the fuck Burger King do. Like a southern fried chicken sandwich, or you know what I mean. Like do something like that because like then you're like oh like this I I see the association. I don't even remember his government name to mention it to talk about the meal. I don't think I ever knew it until I saw that commercial. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like oh that is his name. Okay. Yeah, I, I, weird. Fa- I found that weird that they went with him and not like, oh, they went with him, but like they went with him and then used his government name. So there's just no connection to this thing at all. Yeah, it was you weird. see the commercial and you're like, oh, that's Nelly. It's yeah. Nelly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And because I, I had seen the I seen the end of the commercial a couple of times and was like, who is this? Because I didn't even catch his voice when he was talking at first. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the full commercial, I was like, oh, it's it's Nelly. Why yeah. are they selling it not with Nelly's name in 2021? Fucking weird. Yeah. Fucking I, mean, weird. I mean, that's why Burger King is the weakest of all the fast food restaurants. So, <laughs> y'all niggas not even Wendy's, dog. No. <laughs> Get out of here. No, Wendy's is a square number two for sure. I mean, it's a number one for me, <laughs> but it's a square number two if you're going like McDonald's and Wendy's. Like, me right, right. but Burger King. Burger King trash. Dog. Um, I haven't eaten that shit in so fucking long. It's, we, we, <laughs> we're not going to. We're not going to. <laughs> That's what y'all tune in for, though. Our fast food talk. 
we got to do like a, a side quest podcast. <laughs> it's just all about fast food. Yo, I ever tell you about the time I was in Checkers and these niggas start fighting and shit? Like, all fast, wild ass fast food stories. Yo, real quick, is Checkers still open? I believe so, cause it was it was like rallies and then checkers, right? Yeah, cause it, cause the one. But also in the south is still some rallies. rallies. I think so. Yeah, I, cause I was thinking, I know the one. I'm pretty sure, cause there used to be one. All right, so again, we weren't gonna do fast food talk, but real quick, there used to be a thing called Club McDonald's here in Philly, which yes. was essentially like the go-to after-hours McDonald's once all the bars and shit closed here. Clubs. Everybody and shit. would hit up Broad Street. And go hit McDonald's to get food and shit. Yeah, and it would be the, the place. Lot of shit. Yeah, it would be the place essentially for you to hit the let out and shit. Yeah. And you know what I mean. Not far from <clears throat> Temple's campus. No, like up the street. Yeah, yeah. So what happened later was when Club McDonald's essentially closed. Um, the the checkers that was up near where you used to live at in Uptown mm-hmm. was where everybody would go to after bars closed and hit that. I think that one closed, and I know the one near me is closed. That's why I was yeah. like, shit, did they close them all? Are they still a thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think the one um, – fuck, we're really getting into this. Uh, <laughs> the one on uh, Broad and Gerard might still be open. Might okay. be. I mean, I don't know because, like, with COVID – yeah, that's, see, that's I the haven't thing. moved around the city as much as that's I used the thing. to. I, I used really to been be as much, around as much. You know, over here I'm going to a gig, I'm going there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like now, like COVID started when we were living in South Philly. I pretty much did not leave South Philly for a year. Yeah, and now we're in Fishtown, and I'm rarely like I'm going to West Philly uh, on Friday. You know what I mean? But outside of that, I'm really just in this neighborhood. Yeah. So yeah. I don't even know what's going on. They done built new shit. It's like new buildings that came up and shit. And, it, you know, I don't even, I, I, w- I haven't even been around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's enough fast food talk for this week. Um, yeah. We'll come back. We'll come yeah, back next we'll, week. We're definitely going to come back to that. Uh, no, Club McDonald's is definitely going to come up again on the podcast. Ooh, right. Um, so uh, we can move on to the last, uh, the last thing that we do before we sign out and that's did you listen to anything new this week yeah i kind of not really i i wanted to listen to the meat joint mm-hmm. um but i've been very distracted with like listening to shit for a living so <laughs> it kind of it kind of like escaped me but i, I yeah. want to get into this uh meek shit but you you listened to it and i you did listen it to out. it um i i like it right like actually what I thought was kind of cool was like the first like two songs both have beat switches on them. Oh, it like change up and shit. Yeah, because like the first one, the first the intro song is is kind of like a a replay of uh, "You Can Hate Me Now," mm-hmm. but I won't stop. Now. And then like it's it's pretty much the same beat, but then like has a switch up toward the end. And then like the second joint does that too. And I was like, oh wait, are we getting like a whole album full of like beat switches on there? Because mm-hmm. like either that could be great. Or it could be like really weird to have every song do that, um, but I'm in all the way regardless. Like I'm in, I'm invested. So yeah, yeah. But then like that that theme kind of stopped after you know after those first two joints, and I was like, oh, okay. But um, I think it's a dope record, like a good record. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a, a meek good record. I don't think it's as good as what was the last was the la- was the last one championships or was that the was there one after that? I forget the name. It was championships and uh, maybe there was an EP in the mix. I'm about to, yeah, I'm about to see. Cause I some of his shit I I, I you know I kind of lose track. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, I think championships was the last one. The last and, one and uh, okay. wins and losses was before that. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So championship I thought was a really good record, and I, like I was. It was the first time where I was like, okay, Meek is like taking that step to mm-hmm. making like a closer to a classic record. Yeah, you know he was I coming mean? with it on that shit. Yeah, I think this one is a is a step backward. Um, mm. and like it kind of just falls into like a lot of like Meek music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I saw somebody say, I forget who it was on my timeline, was like, I can't do this with Meek. His style gives me anxiety. 
Oh shit! And I was like, <laughs> I, okay, I kind of get where you're coming from with that. Uh, yeah, because everything seems so kind of rushed is not the right word, but like everything seems like it needs to be immediate when he's rhyming, like because he rhymes with mm-hmm. that like immediacy. Yeah, um, he don't give you like no smoothness really. No, no, no. He's ri- no. he's still like rhyming. Like he's hungry, which is dope in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Um, but he's—I don't think he's learned like the smoothness that he could uh, uh, um, yeah. deploy. But it, it's—it's a dope record. The beats are—the uh, beats are good on it. Um, and the, my favorite joint is the joint with Dirk and um, Lil Dirk and uh, Lil Baby. I think it's really good. I think it's called like mm-hmm. Sending Location. Um, that's probably my favorite joint on there. I do like the intro too. Uh, the intro is dope, but I, I like the the first song on there. It's called like uh, One Hundred or something like that. So I forget mm-hmm. exactly what it's called. But that first joint on there is really good. But like it kind of wanes and becomes like a meek record. And yeah. I was I was excited for it because of coming off championships, I was like, oh, like he see he was like should be addressing more topics on on championships and. Yeah. Shit like that, and I was like, I'm excited to see what Meek's coming up with next. And then this one kind of fell into the lane of like, you know, I'm crying in my wreath, and <laughs> you know that kind of shit, which is cool. Did he but have bars about the rollie? I think it's Hugh blows now. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you know what I mean. Excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Hugh blows now, but you know, there's definitely a couple mentions of Virgil on the record. Oh shit! Uh, um, <laughs> so y'all really I mean, like, just be like y'all really just be like big and Virgil up on records, man. God damn. Um, so I, I mean, like there's there's that kind of shit, and it's like that's cool. I just don't need a whole album, and it's like 18 tracks or something like that. It's like a long yeah, record yeah. too of like a lot of that. So uh, it's a good record. I, I think folks should check it out. I mean, he's Philly, so I'm gonna tell folks to check him out mm-hmm. regardless. Um, but there's only like a couple of joints on here I would really like run. The rest of yeah. it's kind of like me, you know, uh, like kind of, you know, samey. But you know, yeah. shit, hey, he'll, he'll drop something in six months that probably knock my socks off. So it's all good. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Meek, Meek got it in him. Yeah, 100%. you know what I'm saying? Because championships, I thought wins and losses when it came out. I remember saying, I reviewed it somewhere. I remember saying like, it was the best album he's done. Mm-hmm. Now certain shit like Flamers, Flamers Two, are like classic mixtapes. You know yes. what I mean in a, a certain context. But like as far as like you know official quote unquote projects, I thought uh, Wins and Losses was his best one, and then Championships was better. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. And it, like, and that's I was like, I was, oh shit. That's where I was like, oh okay, like Wins and Losses was better than his stuff before, and then Championships came and it was really good, and I was like. Okay, like I think we're gonna get like a classic Meek album soon. Like he's, mm-hmm. I think he's starting to put all the pieces together and all that stuff. And I think I say this is a step back, but it's not like oh it's bad. It's just it's it's not the progression. It's more a linear move yeah. um, than it is progression. And like you know that's fine. You know what I mean? Hopefully yeah, he, he has like escalate. Yeah, and hopefully he has room. You know he has uh, has time to fucking put out ten more albums. You know what I mean? And like. Yeah. You know, he'll drop a couple classics in there, and that would be dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, we can start wrapping up. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Rap Shit. Um, you can find John at John underscore Liberator on Instagram and Twitter. Um, For sure. You can find me at Indy, I-N-D-I underscore S-R-S on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we have a website, SeriousRapShit.com where we have all our t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats. It's getting ready to get chilly out. Go grab you a hoodie. Grab two so your girl can have one, too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, We have a Vivo channel. Um, We have stuff going up there all the time. A new video just went up the other day. Another one will go up, I think, at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is Serious Rap Shit Vivo. If you put that in your search bar on... uh, on YouTube, you will find us, and we have video. We have a ton of stuff up there. There's like bonus episodes up there. There's some videos you've never, if you haven't been on the channel, you've never seen before. Um, there's so much stuff up there. There's like fifty some videos at this point. So, you know, mm. there's a ton of stuff. Go check that out. Serious Rap Shit Vivo. Like and subscribe. Um, 
what else? What else? What else? Um, I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. And, oh, listen, if you listen to this in Apple Podcasts app, rate and review us right there. It really helps us out, puts us in the algorithm, helps us a lot. We appreciate yeah. it. Make it happen. Other than that, peace. Peace. Me and my friend take his fat, 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 fat